Driving Double Feature presents 70's Friends of Frankenstein, episode 42. We are covering, uh, not so much minute by minute anymore, five minutes at a time. We are doing uh, 40 minutes, 46 through 50, starting off. Well, uh, for, for Frankenstein 80, we're still watching the German Blue, and we're starting at 45.10 and going to 50.10. And for Blackenstein, uh, we're watching the home video version going from, I believe, 45.40 to uh, f- uh, 50, 40. Um, the interesting thing, I, I think it's interesting, if you think it's boring, then I apologize, but in between when 41 went up and this, uh, I'm recording this, uh, on Diabolic DVD, there was an announcement, I forget the name of the company, um, it's putting out, I've never heard of them, maybe they're Diabolic DVD related, they, um, they're going to be releasing a, a Region A Blu-ray, an American, you know, and such release of, of Frankenstein 80. So, um, I love my German Blu-ray, you know, I've had it now for, um, almost two years, and, um, but, uh, but yeah, that, that's kind of, um, it's kind of exciting, because they say it's going to be, it's going to be scanned from the, the negative, and I don't think, I mean, I guess this German one could be a scan from the negative, but it looks pretty um, not to me. It looks good, looks good, but not not great. It looks it looks very it looks very much like a cheap '70s film that they've um maybe didn't have access to the negative. Maybe they had um uh, I mean I'd say it looks better. It looks better than a release print um, one, but but it's definitely not the negative. I don't think. I guess we'll see when it comes out. Who knows? I mean that's you know one of those things like. I always use the example of what is it with a Drive-In Massacre? The, the I forget what British company is it Shameless put out the Blu-ray of Drive-In Massacre, and it looked from the interpositive and it looked four thousand times better than any VHS copy or crappy DVD Mill Creek copy you've ever seen. But then Severn released it a couple months later uh, with a scan from the negative, and that looked better than the first Blu-ray that came out. So I'm hoping I don't know what this is from. It's um. I mean, I do know, and I don't know if the um, uh, the the this this new Blu-ray will have this, but I do know that a couple of the inserts, the gory inserts, are from like video um, versions because they weren't in whatever they were using. I should I should you know what I'll do next next time I'll see because um, the everything everything all the all the um the the title cards and everything here are in German, so I can't read them. So next time I'll see if I can see any words that look like negative negativista or I, I don't i don't know what, what what's negative in um or in in german i don't know but i'll look to see if i can if i can figure out what some of the words are maybe i can tell you where this uh the the german blue where where the, what its sources are uh but anyway let's dive in i'm not going to play the five minutes of the the um what's going on here uh, just because it would take too long i mean that would add 10 minutes to every single episode one minute is fine you know one to two minutes is fine but but five minutes no this would be like my pieces and pieces podcast um i'm going to tell you what's happened and uh then i'll just talk about it for a little bit so let me um and we, we left off with the Photographer who's investigating his sister's death was talking to Dr. Frankenstein's niece about organ rejection and stuff like that. And she, I believe, was saying or was about to say that she studied to be a pediatrician. So let's take a little 10 second pause and then talk about Frankenstein 80, minutes 46 through 50. Frankenstein 80. All right, so in this one, yeah, they they chat for a little bit. Um, she's going to be a pediatrician. 
Um, I think there's a romance developing, but it looks a little awkward. Um, she says, would you like a drink? And she pours him, like, she, she doesn't have a little, like, a little shot glass or a small glass. She's got, like, a regular size, like, drinking glass. Um, and she filled up about, like, I would say a quarter of it with booze. That's a lot. So, um, I was, it's, it's always, that's something that always drives me up the, up the wall at movies. And I know I've said this before. It's like, when people pour someone something to drink, and they either, or, and it's either a ridiculous amount, or it's a, um, or it's, or it's maybe not quite enough, but usually more or less it's a ridiculous amount. Have you seen Smile? I watched uh, Smile uh, uh, a couple days ago, and I enjoyed it. I thought it was very good. Although the problem I had with Smile was exactly what I th- the problem I thought I would have when I first when it first came out, and I saw there was an hour and fifty five minutes. I thought I bet I'm going to think that's about fifteen, twenty, twenty five minutes too long. That's exactly what I thought. When they got to the climax, about an hour and thirty five minutes in, I thought it should be done by now. It wasn't bothersome, but it was too long. But anyway, yeah, the, the woman in that, the lead in that, she she keeps pouring herself glasses of wine as things are getting tricky, and she drops two of them, which is which is funny. I thought that was going to be a running joke that she kept dropping all there. She she didn't have a wine glass. She had one of those nice little, um, you know, the wine, the wine glasses, but without the stem kind of things. We have a few of those. And but she breaks two of them, and honey, you broke another one. I thought that was amusing. Um, but when she pours herself a drink, it's the exact opposite of the 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 niece pouring the drink. Doctor Frankenstein's niece pouring the drink here because she pours him way too much. Would you like Would you like a drink? Yeah, and she pours him way too much unless because they're taking a sip and then it immediately cuts to him leaving, and there's been no sign that you know they made out or did anything else or you know it's just. It's just that's a lot to pour. You know, if you're going to pour someone a drink, maybe pour less or say, you know, say when. But then throughout, smile whenever the lead actress, whenever she pours herself some wine, she always just like pours herself just a little splash on the bottom. And then she chugs it down, sets it down, and then pours another little splash. And I thought, why not just pour a little more? Hmm. I mean, that is, it's a white, it's a white wine. Um, it was in the fridge, you know, with the cork already off it. You know, this isn't like brandy or, or whiskey or something like that, you know. It's, it's pour a little more, pour a little more, is what I'm saying. Um, but yeah, they, and that always drives up up the wall when someone gets poured a drink and it's either too much and they just take a sip and then leave. You know, it's like, oh, well, you wasted that. That's wasted. Although I would love to see, um, I would love to see a scene as this ever happened where, like, maybe someone pours someone a drink and they only have a sip of it or they don't have any of it, and then the person watches them go, looks down at the drink, opens up the decanter, pours the pours the stuff back into the decanter, sets the top on, and, you know, takes the glass to get to washed or something. It's like, well, waste not, want not. Um, but, yeah, they talk, and it's a little awkward. And then the rest of it is the wonderful scene with um, Dr. Schwartz and Dr. Frankenstein and uh, Dr. Schwartz learns about the um, the hidden room behind the um, the file file case bookcase thing which is, is funny because when when um, when the orderly arrives the I'm looking for Dr. Schwartz and Dr. Schwartz uh, I'm sorry uh, Dr. Frankenstein closes the bookcase the way they shot the bookcase previously when he opens it it looks like a proper like hidden um, like you don't know it's there kind of kind of um, you know, door doorway behind. Well, it's not a doorway; it's just a hole in the wall leading to a hidden. And how do you get that lab there? That's some. That's something I'm wondering on. I mean, how how did that lab? I mean, did he? I think I think I mentioned this before, but but I I just got to ask again. Like, how do you do? How do you do that? In like, I can see someone doing that in a home, or something like that. But to do that in like the basement, the morgue of like a busy hospital. 
to have a hidden lab that is completely stocked with everything you need behind like um, a filing cabinet case bookcase thing how on earth does I mean the only thing I can think of is that he's been there a very long time and and maybe it was a lab that everyone knew about but he's been down there so long they forgot about it and one day he thought you know let me try something he took the door out put the cabinet up and maybe, maybe new people were taking over and they didn't know it was there and so he's like you know i got uh, the old they're leaving today and the new folks show up on monday so while they're gone i'm going to take down this doorway um leading to the lab my lab and um but then why wouldn't they think like geez dr frankenstein you don't seem to have a lab down here well he works i guess he works out with the bodies and stuff so maybe it's maybe that that's some sort of pathology lab or something like that that he was able to yeah, I, I, li- I like that idea, you know, or it could have been like an H.H. H. Holmes thing where he hired, kept hiring people to build a little portion of that and firing them and then bringing the next one in. And so, so the people he hired and fired didn't know what exactly they were building. They didn't see the full picture. But I always want to be, it's, you know, it's, it's one thing to maybe like, you know, like in, a, in an old storage room somewhere that, that, that no one ever goes in, like in the corner to have built a tiny lab. But this, I mean, this is a full on huge lab fully equipped he's got a fridge in there he's got all sorts of operating equipment all sorts of chemicals also you know like when the monster goes crazy here he immediately has a huge hypodermic with like a brown liquid in it that he jabs into the side you know the arm of 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 mosaic to to calm him down and and I, i mean that's the only thing i can think of the lab was some sort of pathology lab that was there and uh, something changed hands like maybe Dr. Schwartz came out a couple years before and before he could come down there and they're in the basement so maybe he went there last and he had time to take out the door and put a filing cabinet in its place um, because when you see it here the angle they shoot it in there's clearly like a gap in between the, the case the bookcase whatever it is and the wall and directly behind there it's not a door it's a big hole in the wall so surely, like if there, he he's got a light on or or two or something. I mean, you would you would see that light. Like if if he turned off the light in the room, you'd see a light shining from behind that. I don't know. I don't. Know. I think I'm. I think I'm. I think I'm. I think I'm over over uh, doing it here. This is Frankenstein eighty. This is one of the most gloriously dumb Frankenstein ripoffs around. I just think I just uh, you know because Doctor Schwartz is completely surprised when he's talking to Doctor Frankenstein, and then all of a sudden he hears something raging. He's like, "It's behind this filing, you know, case. This is behind this bookcase. What?" And then, "Yep, there's my my own little laboratory." I was like, "What?" And Mosaic's going nuts, and Doctor Schwartz gets his throat cut, and it was always one of those. We haven't seen Doctor Schwartz lately. In the movie. We saw him at the beginning, and we know that he's important. He's got the serum, and he's he's a big part of the hospital. But there is always something so weird to me about these moments where, like, you have a character who seems like they should be so important, who's so almost cavalierly killed, and then when it cuts to the next scene, he's dead on a gurney, and his eyeballs have been taken out and are being put into the... Like, could you just do that? Just drop the eyeballs? I mean, I guess earlier he was dropping balls from one to another, but can you just drop eyeballs into the sockets or something? Like I see, I guess he took out the old eyeballs, probably cut the optic nerve and redid them, and then. But he's holding the eyeball in his hand, and then he kind of sets it into the socket. I don't think that. 
I don't I don't think Mosaic is going to live his best life and in all this meddling. Maybe he should have just been allowed to stay dead. But I was I always find it weird, just one of those moments where like you see a character who seems yeah, who seems to have some sort of importance and then like a moment later they're dead and they have no eyeballs. There's something about that where it's always like that's the that sort of like I said the sort of cavalier uh, waste of human life in order to allow this nut burger to to do his experiments and then it all ends yeah with the uh, the orderly coming in and the orderly is almost as creepy as he is Dr. Frankenstein is um, and and I hope I didn't disturb you you did not or whatever it is he says and the and it ends the whole thing ends with the close up of Dr. Frankenstein's creepy face. Um, and there's not, not much more to say about this. I mean, you get Mosaic rampaging around, clearly in a lot of pain, holding on to the side of his head. Um, then the throat is slit of, of, of Dr. Schwartz and, and the eyeball um, transplant, which is, you know, suitably, if you don't like seeing eyeballs out of the sockets, don't don't watch this couple of minutes. Uh, the, only, the, uh, the, 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 the weird thing, and then we're going to Blackenstein, is the just these the weird moments where... Um, you see, um, he's talking, Dr. Frankenstein is talking and talking, and obviously he's recording it, um, and you're, you're thinking, I hope that tape doesn't fall in the wrong hands, because you just said, I got these eyeballs from Dr. Schwartz. Uh, but it's funny, because they keep cutting to the tape recorder, but it's, it's weird, because the tape recorder, um, the, the tape recorder uh, isn't, isn't on. They keep cutting the tape recorder, but the tape recorder isn't on. But then one of the times they cut to the tape recorder, you can clearly see, like, the shadow of an arm being, like, waved over it. And I'm almost wondering if it's, like, they took a shot of the tape recorder, and they couldn't get and it wouldn't work. And so someone said, well, wave your arm, and maybe the people see the shadow and think it's hap- something's happening with the tape recorder. I, ca- I can't say, but <coughs> when Dr. Frankenstein goes over to it, he does stop it and take out the tape as if he was recording something on it when we saw that he clearly wasn't. Maybe that's why he's insane. Mm. Okay, so let's go to Blackenstein, everybody. And uh, again, we're doing the the um, uh, t- uh, home video version starting, I believe, and I, I, I believe at 45.40 and going for five minutes. And it looks like stuff is finally starting to happen. Give me ten seconds. Blackenstein. Well, it doesn't seem like a lot happens in this minute. Uh, the majority of it is the monster walking very slowly, doing the um, end of Ghost of Frankenstein, Lon Chaney Jr. thing of the Frankenstein meets the Wolfman, Bella Lugosi, and his stuntman. Was it Eddie Parker? I forget the stuntman's name. That um, Frankenstein is monster is is blind. He got his arms forward, kind of thing, which is not the way the monster walked before that happened in Ghost of Frankenstein. But uh, that's they they told him walk, Mister Dessou, walk with your arms out, walk really, really slowly. And the first minute and a half of this is mostly walking. And then when he gets he gets inside the veterans hospital and he starts seeing flashbacks of that guy the the orderly who was rude to him, then he kills the orderly and rips the orderly's arm off. And then there's a very interesting moment that they cut away from very quickly, um, which we'll talk about in a second if I remember. I should. And then it and then it all ends with him like out wandering along a lawn, 
and there's a little white dog barking at him and Liz Renee the uh, famous stripper is in bed with some guy named Nelson and she eventually gets Nelson to go check on the dog when the dog starts to make strange noises probably because Blackenstein is attacking it um and that's basically what happens in a minute um if you've been watching the theatrical most of what you're seeing happen in this 46 to 50 minute realm happen around the 38 40 minute realm it's much quicker most of the endless walking is cut out and they do they do. so in the theatrical you see him it kind of makes more sense in the home video version even though it makes less sense in the theatrical you see i mean the the va hospital is is big i mean if this is la the va hospital is a big big hospital i want to say it's in westwood but it's a huge huge hospital you've actually probably seen it in in movies sometimes it stands in for other buildings but it's this huge sort of curved high building a tall building um and there's a in the theatrical you see the monster leaving you know he leaves the the house and then you see him walking, and in front of him you see the shot of the VA hospital, and then you see the sign that says VA, and he goes in. And of course, in both versions, you get this weird thing where, um, especially, you, you feel it more in the in the home video. There seems to be nobody in the hospital except that one guy who's doing something in like a bathtub area or something. I don't know what he's doing, but it's 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 just kind of fun that it's like, I mean, we t we talk about like hospitals like Halloween 2, Visiting Hours, um, uh, movies, uh, horror movies in hospitals where the hospitals are pretty empty. Now, I, I've been in hospitals at night, and there are they are dark, and you just got, um, I mean, if you're in the, the, I don't know how it is, like an OR or something like that, or an emergency, but if you're just in a hallway with people in rooms, everyone is hopefully asleep. Everything's really quiet. It's a very you know just a minimum group of people who are there i'm sure more can be called immediately so but but it's minimal group of people so like halloween 2 the the people that are there uh, for that it doesn't bother me this this is just a long hallway with nobody in it and then he had he he goes into to the correct room out of all the rooms the orderly is there he kills him rips off the arm and um well, I'll go into it in a minute, but in the in the home video version, um, when he leaves, they have a very long shot of him coming up some curved steps, walking right in the camera, and then there is an extremely long shot of him in the foreground beginning to walk to the background towards what looks like a disused factory of some kind, the kind that you'd see like in like an action movie, like a Jackie Chan film, that are, there are a bunch of guys fighting inside and all kinds of crazy equipment and everything, and he walks through that really slowly, really slowly, then we cut a little closer to him and he walks into it and then it's so weird because he walks through it for a bit and then like rounds a corner and suddenly there's a sign that says veterans hospital now we saw the veterans hospital earlier and what we're seeing him go into was a disused factory are they trying to imply that the disused factory is behind and attached to the veterans like one of the entrances to oh what's the quickest way in the veterans hospital oh go go through the uh, disused um tool, tool and die factory oh yeah it's a bit hazardous but you go through there you you can't miss it you can't miss it and i love it because it makes the the film in the in the theatrical it moves a bit quicker it feels very odd at times it moves a bit quicker but some of the choices that they made in the home video version are so that's almost surreal right i mean 
you, you wonder where is he going to? Why is he going in that disused factory? And then after a few seconds of wandering around at Veterans Hospital, what? How do you, what? How do you get there? How how do you get there? How did he know that was there? How, what is he doing there? And in in the theatrical, it's funny because it's implied that he walks right up to this giant VA hospital in the middle of the city, and is able to just walk right in and and um and uh you know and and kill the guy but it does, the other thing that confused me too is there's a big sign that says veterans hospital right next to the doorway by the staircase as if if i went up the staircase a little bit would there be something else up there or like where am i right now like is is that is that building is that giant building that says veterans hospital on it is that not all veterans hospital you know is it like is it like is there a door to the right that says you know this way to the denny's or something. I'm, I'm, I'm always very confused about why label it like that. I mean, if I go into the, you know, the, the, if, if I go into, um, uh, you know, a parking garage at Disneyland, I, I don't expect to walk out of, you know, one of the um, uh, exits of the parking garage and suddenly be in, you know, Universal, you know, or Six Flags, you know, or a supermarket. I expect to be when I when I you know if I if I go into you know if I go to the is is a is a Beverly Center still around down at Beverly Hills if I go into the parking garage for that and I exit the parking garage and go into an elevator or go up some stairs and I go into the main portion of the building I expect it to be the gigantic mall the Beverly Center I don't expect it to suddenly be tool and die factory of the veterans hospital it's just weird that it's labeled like that i mean it kind of vaguely makes sense if it's attached to the back of a disused factory but if you actually go in the va building you don't expect it to need to tell you i guess maybe it does i don't know i just it's just so wacky the more you think about it the wackier it gets and um in the theatrical at this point it's funny in the theatrical at this point he has actually made his he is out on his second night where he encounters a couple parking in the in the in the middle of nowhere um and they actually not only do they go through his second night out but we get the first morning we get the next morning back so um so yeah well we're still futzing around in the first night here in the yeah in the theatrical we're on you know past the second night on third day of blackenstein um so so yes, yes there's a lot of long wandering i mean the the scene it's it's kind of nicely done the scene with the orderly and blackenstein fighting is all in shadows we just see their shadows from behind a curtain and it looks really violent i mean it looks like the 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 orderly is his, his head smacked up against the tile several times he gets in a good punch on blackenstein where, where you see him kind of you can hear him kind of boom, and he punches blackenstein in the face and the head goes back and then Blackenstein basically pushes him up against the wall. There's a scream, and a moment later, you get the arm. And then the moment you see him with the arm, you get a really weird moment where he begins to come out from behind the curtain, and then it cuts to shots of his shoes walking. And then in the theatrical, it cuts back to him stepping out from behind the curtain with the arm, and it looks like it's a slightly different guy. And it looks like they're slightly different shoes at one point, right? The shoes we see are like brown, but then at some point, the shoes seem to be black. You know, I would th- I would think it would be tough enough for a man who hadn't had legs or feet for six months to find a pair of shoes like that that fit so well immediately, especially in that state. But to find two seems weird. Yeah, it is. It's, it's some great stuff where you and and again, I have no idea why you get that random shot of his feet walking, and then in the in the in the TV in the home video version, you actually get another shot of like the hallway and the light from the room where the guy just got killed and like something like it looks like maybe it's Blackenstein holding up the um 
the arm or something in a shadow, but it's it's tough to tell. I think because the door is closed. No, I could be wrong. Um, but it's just um, it's it's just so it's just so it's just weird. And the, and then and then the end of it with the um, the dog and the, the lady Liz Renee in bed getting fondled by Nelson um, is uh, you know that dog's going to be in trouble. And I think Nelson and maybe the woman will be all be in trouble soon because the monster. The, it's it's weird. I'm looking at it now and I'm looking at that factory. There is absolutely that factory is in the middle of nowhere. Like, that does not have a giant VA hospital behind it. I don't even know why. It doesn't make any sense. I mean, if you're watching it closely, the home video version, it doesn't make any sense. And how he gets the veterans hospital with a man's arm, and then suddenly he's wandering along properties. And it looks like a pretty big house that they're in. And it looks also, I didn't. I don't think I ever noticed it before. Look, when you get the establishing shot of that house, what's in the front window? Is that a tree? Is this Christmas time? I can imagine Dr. Frank there not setting things up for Christmas. But is this Christmas time? I don't know. Yeah, it's weird. I'm just watching it again here. You get... So he goes to step into the factory and it fades to black. And then when it fades back in, he's wandering down, clearly to me, what looks like a, an abandoned factory. There are barrels and steps, wooden steps and... and um. Uh, oh, and there's the Veterans Hospital sign. That doesn't make any sense because the fade to black implies that maybe he's in another building and he could have been like at a storage place in the Veterans Hospital, but that that doesn't make any sense to me. Why, sh why spend a minute showing him go in the factory if the fade to black is meant to apply that, oh, he actually went in another building far, far away? I don't get that's not what That's not how I take it. I, I, I take that as he's in the factory and at the end of the, if you walk through the factory, the veterans' hospitals on the other side. I don't know. So I'm gonna stop yakking about that. I guess I'll close off here and close off the episode with the weird implication, and you only see it very briefly. Um, uh, and and it's gonna be even briefer than say the 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 ending of Criminally Insane, when Buck Flowers bursts in on Crazy Fat Ethel sitting in the room with all the bodies and you see something for like two or three seconds you're like what the and then it ends this you see very briefly in two shots in the home video i think i only saw one shot in the theatrical but it looks like the monster is eating the arm did you i mean it's a very quick shots but you see him walking down the hallway and he's got the he's got the arm the the stump of the arm up to his mouth and he's walking away from us and it's dark but it's like is he eating the arm and then when he steps back into the hallway there that seems to be the factory or whatever you very very briefly see him with like lean, leaned over with kind of looks again like he's eating the arm but it's very very quick um yeah, it's kind of... Uh, no, the door is closed. No, when he rips off the arm and you see the shadow on the light on the wall, the door is closed. The door is not open. Well, huh. yeah, and it looks like different shoes. He's wearing different shoes. I mean, oh, no, the door is not open. I'm sorry, there was another door. Okay, the door is open. Forgive me. Um, but there are... Uh, I'll just leave off again with the shoe thing. I mean, you know, it's... Uh, there is a Christmas tree. Wow. Um... The uh, I I'll just leave off again with the shoe thing. So sorry, I was distracted. I'll just leave off. I like that dog. That's a fun dog. Um, a poor lizard getting groped by Nelson. Uh, um, but uh, I like the um, her hair's too big. I like the uh, oh, with the curtain behind them. That's a set somewhere. Um, 
I like the fact, like I said, and I'll wrap up with this, and we'll come back next time for Friends of Seventies Friends of Frankenstein episode forty-three, which will cover minutes fifty-one through fifty-five, and that is the um, what was I going to say? Oh, the shoes. Just, just that wonderful thought that here's a man who had his legs blown off hasn't had the need I mean when you don't have legs and you never think you're going to have legs again you wouldn't go and buy shoes would you and and the thing about it is that the legs that were put on him weren't his legs so it, it wouldn't have been like even if he knew in the back of his mind you know I wear a size 11 or, two, or something like that he's like wait a minute what size do I wear now and the fact that he was able maybe, maybe the legs came with shoes I don't know but um, it is it, it is strange that like yeah, a man who would have no cause to have own shoes, now suddenly has someone else's legs, and was able to find a p- shoes that fit him perfectly. I mean, there isn't a point in it. I mean, maybe the way, reason he's walking so slow is the shoes don't fit too good. I don't know. Regardless, I'm going to let you guys go, and we'll be back next time. 70's Friends of Frankenstein uh, wishes you well. Mm-hmm.